Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Challenge Flag, where we call BS on fantasy football's so-called experts. I'm Zachary Dorfman, and woo, welcome back, everybody. I know it's been quite some time, but listen, look, you know, I know during the summertime we were rolling before the season happened, but of course, every year, you know, I wish football was on during the summer, but every single year, being a teacher right when the football season starts. That's really the height of my busiest time. I'm in a new school this year, so I've been really working hard to give my best teaching environment to my kiddos. Shout out to my fourth graders if any of you are listening. Make sure you go do your homework before you listen to this episode. But in all seriousness, our goal for this show is to really work hard on the off season to make sure that you guys are the most prepared possible going into draft day and looking at some trends as the season goes on. So when you start to experience, you know, like that week four, week five comfort zone of feeling comfortable with what players are hot, what players are not, still being able to analyze some trends so you don't miss out on people who may blow up. Now, This show is going to be probably your most detailed fantasy football show over the offseason, so you're not going to want to miss it. Today, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a taste of what's to come and then really get into, um, let you guys know what's going to be coming ahead. So, one of our goals for the offseason is to look at really fine details because there were some things like, you know, Christian McCaffrey really taking off. There were some things like Saquon Barkley not being a bust and actually being a top talent in the league that if you looked at some numbers, you looked at some schedules, you know, even little minute things like Tariq Cohen and uh, players like that where we could go into the next season and find those diamonds in the rough and figure out based on these trends who's going to be those go-to guys that other people aren't talking about. Today, to give you a little bit of a taste of how detailed we're going to be going, one of the things that we looked at that we can kind of take into next season is east to west coast or vice versa travel. Now, that might sound like one of those things where you're like, yeah, but I'm not going to sit my top guy just because he traveled from coast to coast. However, that's not what I'm saying, but just take a listen and let's figure out together, you know, how we might be able to go forward and learn from this. So for instance, Christian McCaffrey, he averaged 25.4 points in a PPR this year. His furthest travel was to Detroit. So not even coast to coast, 17 points. Todd Gurley averaged 24.8 points in New Orleans, 19. In Chicago, eight. That was the furthest he traveled. Saquon, Averaged 24.1 points in Dallas, only had 28 rushing yards. In San Francisco, 14 points. In Indy, 18 points, but only rushed for 43 rushing yards. James Conner, 17.8 points with a little bit of an asterisk because we know that in the games he was playing, uh, he was getting, you know, he was averaging more points. It's just he's got a lot of games he didn't play in. 
but still even with that lower average in Denver, 11.5 points, 53 rushing yards. Uh, however, there's also an opposite. Melvin Gordon on the West Coast. He averaged 17.7 points. Again, a little bit of an asterisk because we know he was out for a few games. Goes to Buffalo, 30. Goes to Cleveland, 35. So what does this mean going forward? So what I'm taking from this is a lot of these top guys who average top points when they are doing their most traveling that they're going to do in a season is when we're going to see some of those uh, dips in their points. So if I was kind of a guy where I picked three stud running backs in my first three rounds where I'm in a keeper league, so I just so happen to have like three studs, uh, maybe if I'm picking between two of them in, on a given week, I'm not going to pick the guy who's traveling from east to west coast. It can be something that close. Also, what you can do on draft day next year, because Christian McCaffrey, he never left the east coast except for Detroit. So, and he was the top, uh, one of the top running backs in fantasy football, in, in a PPR at least. So, what that means is when you're going in the draft next year, look at the schedule. If you have a guy who you think is even with another player, uh, one of them is traveling coast to coast very often, and one of them is staying primarily in their time zone, I'm going to take the guy in their time zone. If it's something that small between two players that you like, don't just guess randomly. Don't just go because, oh, I think the this random stat or this offense is better. Go off of something like this. Go off of something like this. Now, wide receivers. Here's the thing. You might be saying, oh, this is great, but we kind of know who a lot of the stud running backs are. And still, you know, a lot of times we don't have as much versatility with running backs because we got our top guys in the first few rounds. No matter what, I'm playing them over these bottom guys. Wide receivers, though, a lot of us play wide receivers. You know, if you have a two wide receiver league and a flex, some of us like me are in three wide receiver leagues. So you might be saying this is where it's going to be juicy. However, I hate to disappoint you. Antonio Brown. 21.6 points, goes to Oakland, 8.5, goes to Denver, 15.7. Everybody else, every other top wide receiver, inconsistent. The numbers are inconsistent and inconclusive. Sometimes they travel and do great. Julio Jones, on the other hand, traveled and put up 30 points. So um, I think a lot of this really has to go with a player who is getting the ball on a large number of plays when they travel. You know, so for instance, a wide receiver, you know, they might be running a lot of routes, but things can happen where you catch a long ball and it inflates your numbers or, uh, you know, you're going against a top corner. So it, it uh, deflates your numbers. Uh, whereas these guys are guys who are getting, you know, 20 to 30 touches a game. So a lot of this travel uh, fatigue is going to show more. So that's the kind of detail that we're really going to be getting into this offseason. Now, going forward, what you can expect is in fantasy football, there is this trend to say, wow, my running back's playing a top defense. I want to play the guy who's going to catch a lot of balls, that third down back, that passing back, right? Because we all expect, oh, you know, Duke Johnson would be a great play this week because they're going against the Bears or they're going against Baltimore. So I know there's going to be a lot of check downs. I know there's going to be garbage time where they're going to be uh, dumping the ball off to them. However, when looking into it, the teams who gave us the, gave up the most points to running backs through the air were Atlanta, Seattle, 
Los Angeles, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. You definitely hear some pretty porous defenses in there. So it's not just based on top defenses are going to give up the uh, passing yards to the running back. They're, it's not even like they're um, giving up the most catches either. So it's not even like they're seeing the most exposure in that type of play. So uh, we're going to be looking at what's the consistency between those five teams. What do they all have in common? So next year when you're going into your draft and you're looking at the schedule and you say, oh, this guy plays this division, this guy plays Atlanta twice or Kansas City or whatever the, uh, the consistency is between them that we're going to find know exactly what passing backs to take and even within season you're going to know what passing backs to play also on the flip side we're going to look at defenses who gave up the least points to running backs through the air that was tennessee carolina oakland jacksonville and baltimore some top defenses some bottom defenses we're going to look at their uh what they have in common there as well to figure out what teams are just it's just not that smart to play a passing back with what do these guys all have in common that make them tops in the league against uh, giving up yardage, points, catches through the air uh, to running backs. So again, if you want uh, really detailed content throughout the offseason, this is going to be your place to go. We're not just going to do that boring old, here's my er super early rankings for running backs and wide receivers. We're not going to just be looking back on this last season and say, oh, I wish I drafted this person. There's no point in doing that. We're looking ahead. We're looking at trends from this season. We're trying to figure out how to be even better next season. So stay tuned for next time where we're going to be looking at those uh, teams that gave up the most points to running backs, and we're going to look at what they had in common. Make sure that you give us a follow on Twitter at flag underscore challenge. That's flag underscore challenge. You can always send us an email if you have any questions or content ideas at thechallengeflagofficial at gmail.com. Follow us on Podbean and on iTunes at The Challenge Flag. Peace out. See you next time.